This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. the latest episode of the Ever Bristol City podcast. We thought it couldn't get any worse at home. It has. The final score at Ashton Gate. City nil. Stoke City 2. Seventh successive home defeat. And again, not only the defeat, but the manner of the performance. Um, if Pearson thought he had a task uh, at hand, it's a massive task right now. Joining me this evening are uh, Ian, uh, Mark, and uh, first-time visitor on the uh, on the live pod is uh, Rob Pickles. I mean, guys, um, let's have from each of you just a quick, as we do, 30-second resume of the game. I'll start with you, Ian, because you know the drill. 30 seconds, quick overview. Well, it's Grand Dog Day. Um, it, we were exactly the same as we've been in the last seven home games. Uh, hopeless, which is why in the last seven home games we've lost a lot. We've scored one goal and conceded 13. Masengo and Semenyo come out of the game with credit. Um, the rest of them, I wouldn't give you 50 pence for the lot. <laughs> Mark, your thoughts? Just quick overview of the game. Uh, City lost their seventh uh, successive uh, home game uh, in what's becoming, like Ian said, Groundhog Day. You, you, you expect this, it's the same old, the same old thing uh, every, every time. Stoke were ordinary, but these days ordinary is enough to beat a Bristol City side who make mistakes at both ends of the pitch. Mariapa. Uh, giving a sloppy pass to Nick Powell and then uh, Casey Palmer making a stupid tackle on the edge of his own area when Bents could have worn an overcoat. But Stoke were just too good for City. City's, City ordinary as usual and yet another home defeat in, in a worrying time for a club who were, who were looking at the wrong end of the table and looking uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, the final, yeah. the final yeah. stage of the season. Rob, your, your quick summary of the game. I know that's made, the, the other guys have said probably what you're going to say, but if you could just say, I'll add to that, or I agree with that, and but I thought X, over to you, Rob. Well, I couldn't agree more, really. <laughs> it's, just, it's the same old, same old. I wasted 10 quid. Um, well, I don't know what to say. It's just it's just the same thing. Oh, I could, we could have all written it down, probably, what was going to happen if, you know, I just don't understand what's going on. Like, it's it's really, it's quite embarrassing watching these teams come here and run away with things so easily. Um, I know it's the uh, manner, it's the manner, it's the ease of their win, isn't it? No, that's yeah, what it is. Just, just that's what it is. Schoolboy errors. It is and, or you know, sloppy. A lot of things I got taught from like playing at a young age of like ten, where you got to run. You know, the amount of matches you've seen this season where it's just, you know, you get you get you got a tracking man. And closing down, I got told that in school, and still, like like we've seen the last few matches, it's happened so many times. Yeah. Don't get what they're, what they're. And they had and they had two weeks to prepare for it. But uh, Ian, yeah. uh, the starting lineup, uh, we expected there to be changes. There were players away on uh, international duty. Some uh, were, were 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 back, but we we started with Naki Wells in this favoured central position. But a, a debut for. Uh, 
Mickey Bell's son. Uh, your thoughts on the starting lineup, Ian? Well, I looked at the starting lineup and I thought it was probably four three three, and that's how it turned out. Um, unfortunately, nobody told the back four, Dan Bentley, that uh, Fam wasn't playing, so they still smashed it forward in the air to our five foot six target man. And when Sam Bell went off, and this was the key thing for me, we started off and the, the tactic was fairly obvious. Play it uh, a bit quicker, a bit longer, get down the sides of their big tall central defenders, pull them out of position and make them defend in areas where they weren't comfortable, take them on, get behind them, right? Bell went off and then he brought, I thought, well, he'll bring Fam on now, play Fam in the middle, push Naki out wide, which I don't like, but that would seem the obvious thing to do. Or, or even bring Marley Watkins on. Yeah. He, br- yeah. he brings on he brings on Tyreek Backinson, who's a central midfield player. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he, he, he changed it to a diamond because it's difficult to see um, when you're not down there at the ground and you look at, you're actually looking down onto the pitch because the, the camera angle, uh, you know, the general play camera angle is so high on Robin's TV. It's like watching a load of ants play football. Um, and um, I, I looked at it, I thought, well, where's Backinson going to play? Is he going to play as a 10? Is he, he can't play wide and you move Palmer into a 10. And, and, and I couldn't pick up what he was trying to do for 90 minutes. And it didn't work. Um, we looked absolutely dreadful. It was and, a shambles. It was a shambles. Yeah. I mean, it, um, Mark, if you look at the lineup. You know, it's sort of picked itself. I mean, Masengo, he's been the bright spark and he was in this game. But Angela Lansbury playing, uh, we call him Angela now rather than Henri or Henry. Angela playing in the middle. And it, I thought it looked like a 4 2 3 1. Would you say that, Mark, uh, looking at that starting lineup there? Hello, Mark. No, I don't know. Rob, uh, let me you, ask you, you Rob. Me? Can you hear oh, yeah. me? Can you hear you now, Mark? Yeah, yeah. sorry, I had myself on, I had myself on mute. I was splitting around my, <laughs> yeah. in the hearing aid. The battery yeah. went. Yeah. Uh, we, we just Four, did, two, when three, we got one, the, it looked like, yeah. When, when we got the ball into good areas, I mean, Hunt, ballooning the ball across the penalty area. No. And, you know, having one, having one man in the box, this was after Sam Bell won off after a quarter of an hour. We had Wells up, Wells up front on his own. A small, a, a small player like Ian said. So we tried to we tried to play it through. When we did try and slide the ball through, and they, Palmer was attempting some passes down the side. It was miscontrolled. It it didn't fall. To, it didn't fall to uh, Semenyo. But offering pace up against those two centre backs. I mean that ball that from that cross from Masengo that that played him in. That was our best option really today, because yeah. we because our crossing again is absolutely pathetic. I mean, we just we want to hit the ball low and hard across big centre backs, and we didn't do that today. Why we didn't do it, I don't know. We just kept doing the same thing and offered nothing down the left at all all day. Yeah, yeah. Rob, were you were you surprised? It's the same old thing with City. They bring new players in, and yeah. uh, Danny Simpson. A lot of controversy surrounding him even coming to the club. But he's trained for two weeks. He's been with the club before. Were you surprised that they didn't start him? at right back when Jack Hunt clearly isn't going to be here next season and put in the sort of performance today with some wayward passing and crossing that that's just why that's going to be the case. But you're surprised he didn't start Simpson and then he played him on the left when he could have um, yeah. played him on the right and Sessignon. But your thoughts on Simpson's non-inclusion? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because I'm really not a fan of Jack Hunt. I never have been. Um, I really don't like him and I you don't do the basics right. Um, I would have totally put Simpson in there straight up. We need improvements on that side, and we have the whole time. The amount of I can't remember the last time um, he didn't actually. Dave, I don't know if you can hear me. I'm getting a bit of the Norman Colliers with Rob. All right, okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting the same with you now. All right, well, let's carry on anyway. Let me uh, let me guess. Let's get into the uh, so, let's get into the action. Dave, yeah, Dave, same same with you. I don't know if it's your your uh, internet again? No, I think I'm all right. No, no I can, hear, I can, hear, I can hear, I can hear. No, you're not. And Rob, Rob, fine. Yeah, but Mark, you're fine. No, you're not. You, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> <Can> you, <laughs> this is a problem with live broadcasting. Mark, you can hear me perfectly, can't you? Yeah, yeah? I can hear you fine. Yeah. So, I'm Dave, your... Dave, 
Dave, I can't hear you, mate. No, I think it's the prop. You've dropped out, Ian. You've dropped out. You're not visible at the moment. Right, Mark, let me come uh, to you. Yeah, because you can hear me perfectly. Uh, yeah. Let's get into let's get into the uh, let's get into the action. Um, early doors chance for uh, City had a couple of uh, corners uh, before Bell went off with what looks like another soft tissue injury. But then on the 15 minutes, uh, Lansbury did a nasty foul that he got booked for on Powell. Um, and then they were they were lucky they didn't go a goal behind then. Fletcher's uh, header, it was a deflected header, but it went just wide, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, Lansbury, Lansbury sort of body-checked um, Nick Powell in the centre of the pitch, about five yards over the, over the halfway line into City's half, and the ball was just chipped into our area, headed back by Suter to Fletcher, and it, it was just, basically, he didn't get behind it. It, it hit his head and drifted wide. Uh, to uh, Dan Bentley's left, but um, yeah, I mean Lansbury, he, he just he, he was off the pace again again today. Poor Always poor is. poor passing, uh, caught on the ball. I mean, he, the only good good game I've seen him play was Birmingham away, and I mean he's before Pearson. But why oh why have, have, did we did we waste our money on him when we could have got could have got a left sided player? I don't know, but you know. Yeah, Rob, the uh, opening goal, 24 minutes, uh, a long ball out by Suter, found Brown, sort of Powell stumbled, scuffed it, but it went straight to Mariapa. It bounced off his knee, went back uh, into Powell, who uh, dinked it past... Um, I think it passed Bentley. I mean, it was a sloppy goal, and some people were saying um, Naki Wells, he could have closed that defender down before the long ball even set the moving train, couldn't he? Yes, yeah. is that how you yeah. saw it? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's literally, like I said before, it's just closing down the simple instructions that, that they should be given. You know, and also, like with the goal, I mean, I think Tommy Rowe was a little bit at fault for letting it bounce over him. But Blumenet, I mean, it just, you just, they're just hanging him on a plate, aren't they, really? But no, a sloppy one. Unfortunate for Maps, though. Very unfortunate for Maps. But it, it but. was unlucky. You couldn't say it was skill. It was just the way it came to him and uh, yeah. bounced off him. I mean, do do, do you think uh, Wells could have closed that defender down, uh, Mark, before uh, he put that long ball in? We've got to put you've got to put players under pressure, and we've seen this time and again uh, with City this season, David. I mean, look at the Norwich game. Two of the three goals were balls played from the uh, from the full back and the centre back, just cross field passes between our defenders, and you know, and, and a goal resulted from it. But I mean, it was just a comedy of errors. Rowe got caught underneath the ball, and then Brown was away. But I mean, Powell was just looking to prod the ball across the box, and he, you know, he he, didn't, he wasn't going to he wasn't going to look, look a gift horse in the mouth when it came back to him. He hit the ball through yeah. Dan Bentley. You had nothing to do today, really. Nothing no, to do. No, he didn't. Well, that's what I put that on uh, Twitter or on OTIB. Uh, he picked the ball out of the back of the net twice, and that was the only, only time. Two, that was a two shots on target, in and that the was whole it. Game. That yeah, was it. Two shots. I mean, one bright one. spark for City <laughs> came uh, just after the half hour. Uh, I would say they surged back looking for an equaliser, but uh, the ever improving uh, Masengo found uh, Semenyo, and his first touch was good on this occasion. Uh, he got his shot away, but it was saved. Uh, Rob, that was a great pass uh, out of defence by Masengo, wasn't it? Oh, what a pass. What a pass. Yeah, I, he's got it in his locker, hasn't he? but he just never gets in a good position to put those balls through. And it was nice that. Someone actually wanted to run onto onto a ball today because there's a few times today where that's happened where we just launched it over and no one's really had a good pass on him either. So it was nice to see that. Um, but that, I think that was it, really. That's yeah, I mean, Semenyo, Semenyo usually doesn't have a really good first touch and this time mm. he got the touch right. So it was a good save by the keeper rather than, as people always criticise him, oh, he's never going to score. It wasn't inexperience. Mm. He, did, he, he did everything he could, I think, in that situation, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, could have changed, could have changed the whole game, that really. But I mean, that, that it wasn't to be. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't to be, and what a surprise! <laughs> yeah, um, Mark Semenyo, uh, he does look good. He still looks raw, but he's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of power. I like the way he forced the game's first corner when he forced uh, Bath, I think it was, to concede just by his physical presence there. He's being linked with uh, West Ham. Do you see a club like them punting? 10 million on him or something like that or is that yeah, he's, thinking on our part he's, he's, he's linked with he's linked with Palace and a few clubs this week I, I caught that today on a, on a, on a few rumour websites you probably put it he's he's a diamond in the rough isn't he uh, 
but he's just not done. I mean, he's not. If you, you think under Pearson next season, he really needs another season in the championship. I mean, West Ham, West Ham, are, I think, are, are supposedly interested in him, and they they picked up uh, championship players. But for every Jared Bowen who's done well there, there's an Ashley Fletcher or a Jordan Hugill who just disappear. Yeah, but for uh, City, getting another ten mil is you know potentially. Well, yeah. you could build. You could. You could. You could get some. You could get some good uh, purchases with that. Same with you know with Dan Bentley. Probably the only two saleable assets right now are those. Well, two. I'm a Sengo based on current form as well. Yeah. Ian, Ian, yeah. you're back in the room. I think if you can hear us uh, properly, yes. everybody said the sound was fine. So he's, he's back. Down in the. So, let's. Uh, I mean, I don't want to go back over that goal with you, but this uh, Semenyo being linked with. Premier League uh, sides. I mean, he, he, he's deserved it with his performances, hasn't he? And that chance on 34 minutes, great pass by Masengo. Semenyo, he did pretty much everything right because usually he fluffs the first touch, doesn't he? Well, Semenyo can't finish. That, that's, his, that's his overarching problem. I think he's, he, he's a good player, um, but he's, he's very raw and I don't think he's a striker. I think he's a wide player. <laughs> So somebody's just putting on here, Red Robin 2020. Look, we're trying to be positive, mate. Uh, oh, what, mate or they, uh, these politically correct. Uh, 10 million for Semenyo. Stevie Wonder would have to be West Ham's <laughs> Yeah, happy birthday to you, Stevie. Yeah. Brilliant. I thought, yeah. It, was Ray, I thought it was Ray Charles, actually, but never mind. Okay, no, so. <laughs> it, it, he's not going to, I mean, look, it, you could talk about, if, if you get offered 10 million for any of our players, they'll be gone. It's as simple as that because we haven't got the money and Pearson's going to need to spend money and pay wages, bearing in mm. mind the fact we're already paying 123% of our income out in wages. How much more are we going to have to pay to get yeah. to get the players we need to get to get out of this division? And we're paying we're paying big we're paying big wages and we're getting, you know, like somebody said, uh Today, yeah, we've got a high-performance centre and very low-performance players. So, it, massive, ch- massive change round needed. That's the thread that I've put on the on the OTIB for well the live show and the recording. It's the Robins low performance centre, aka <laughs> Ashton Gate. But there we go. Oh, okay, oh, so David, oh, David, just one more what? thing. They keep referring it to it as the bloody HPC. Just gives me oh, excuse dear. to use oh, it. No. Oh, just, oh my just... god, makes it sound like a terrorist organisation, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some yeah. Anyway, look. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, second, I mean, I've, I would imagine they got a roasting from the uh, ever so cool Mr. Pearson. They came out at the start of the second half, and uh, Rob, they almost uh, got a goal on 51 minutes. Palmer slid the ball through, but it just eluded Naki Wells' outstretched boot. I mean, Palmer, he played well for a bit, but has he got it? Do you think, Rob? Is he somebody that? Is going to give you 100% week in, week out in that sort of number 10 type role? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, he, in all honesty, he needs the players around him as well to make the good runs for him and stuff. But honestly, I honestly think he needs the players around him. I think he's got a lot more potential. He's not that old either. He's still quite young as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's playing for Jamaica uh, and stuff. Just just a little bit of breaking, breaking news. Uh, Sam Bell went off with a hamstring injury. And Liam Walsh also has, as confirmed, Liam Walsh also has a hamstring injury. Oh, for Christ's sake. So he'll be out has, on Monday Has Sherlock as well. Holmes in to solve the mystery yet? Has anybody so worked out what the mystery is behind all these injuries? Well, that's about, that's about, I'll say, 10 hamstrings this season. It could possibly Summit, be more. Summit's going wrong there. Um, Mark, yeah. I mean, we, we I just sat to Rob about uh, Palmer and he thinks he's he, he's got a contribution. But silly, silly foul on the hour on the edge of the box, wasn't it? Yeah, and he does that. He, that was, I call that a Callum O'Dowder conceding a free kick in a dangerous oh, position. Yeah. I can't remember, o, I can't remember O'Dowder doing it, Dave. Why, why'd you keep picking on the kid? <laughs> I, can remember, well, I, was I, can, asking, I, I was asking Mark, so shut well, the I, 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 can, I can remember Naki Wells doing it. I can remember Casey Palmer doing it before because I'll tell you exactly why. They're, you're asking players to do what they can. Yeah. yeah. Defend. I don't want to see Naki Wells defending on the edge of the ball or Casey Palmer, apart from perhaps heading a few away for corners or whatever. But yeah. that, that's why we keep getting the same thing. We keep asking players 
Naki, go out and play wide. Oh, right, okay, yeah. It's, it's just, I look at it like, well, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what, I mean, if Pearson's at a loss with it, I sure is a lad. Well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that, his comment that uh, okay, so uh, he, he's at a loss. Mark, come on, after you, right, okay, it was an unnecessary foul Brown, by Brown, 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 Yeah, Brown's, Brown's got, Brown's got uh, goal side of, uh, of, of uh, Casey Palmer, but he's still got a bit of work to do there, and there's plenty of pl- players in the area he doesn't need to foul him. He doesn't need to do, need to do that. It's a typical, you know, attacking midfield player coming going back towards his goal and, and flailing in a tackle, and he gives a, a free kick away from where from where they score. Uh, and I mean, he's he's since Pearson's been there, he's been a standout player. But um, you know, today as the game wore on, he's, he got less and less effective. And 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 uh, and Stokes midfield free really just choked. You know we got we got uh, completely suffocated by the end, and he got taken off. Yeah, I mean what a strike! What a strike anything. for the goal! Classic strike, wasn't it by Fletcher? Yeah, yeah it was shifted between. Uh, I think it was shifted between um, um, him and and Thompson. Uh, it was Thompson and top, it, yeah, Thompson, Thompson and, and, Nick, and Nick Powell, and he and he just smacked it in the, in, the, in the top in the top corner. It was a it was cracking a one. Finish. Much better than our attempt a few minutes well, later. Well, I was going to say, say I was going to say, Rob, Rob, I mean, that was how to take a free kick. And then the commentator trying to get a bit of excitement uh, going to give people their 10 quid's worth. But uh, Naki Wells shaped to take it and bloody fell on his ass. I mean, it was a bloody joke, wasn't it? You couldn't get more extremes of the pe- more extremes, could you? Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't know what they're watering the pits with, but I, there was a lot of slips today as well. And it was just a bit painful to watch. And then I don't know why he's taking penalties. I don't know why he's taking free kicks. Just get Casey on him. I mean, how, how much can we take now from him doing that sort of stuff on set pieces? I know he got a lucky one at Millwall. I think it was, but yeah. yeah. Not good. Not good. <laughs> well, I'm, there was no further action as far as I'm concerned for either side. I mean, that Nick Powell, yeah. who's out of contract, by the way. So he's a free agent in the summer. every five Dave. minutes. Dave, he'll play about six games a year, so he's another baker. So don't, for Christ's sake, suggest we sign in. All oh, right, well, some people were saying that. All right, so we'll ignore he'd him. He'd fit right in, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, he'd fit right in in, in the high-performance treatment room, yeah. What, in the high-performance <laughs> centre? Do you mean the HPC? What, the HP, yeah. the HPT and the HPC? Is he <laughs> in ITK? Yeah, I was, I was going to, at one point, I was, I was going to throw the remote at the television, if they kept, if they said HPC, HPC once more, it was like they were on a bonus yes. for every time they could say it. Yeah. You know, that was dang. I noticed Triggs went on today. Triggs went on, or Tins, or Reg. <laughs> they they weren't on, but we had Chris Martin, who, who I wouldn't have had anywhere near it because he ain't got a nickname. No, you've got to have a nickname. You've got to be, no. and you've got to be a hipster no, 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 as well. No, with Danzy. Tom, Tomo's just watched uh, Nige, you call him Nige, on Twitter. We were waiting for someone to start us off. A few more Hanoas, that is what I'm looking for. A desire to make things happen. And Taunton Reds reminded us, we're only 14 points from relegation and Rotherham of four games in hand. I mean, yeah, you know, they're, they're not tend to go and eat his Easter eggs early. And, and terms of, they're, they're, playing four, they're playing four games in eight days. Yeah. And the only one they won they recently the was, was, the well, was against us. So I wouldn't panic, but we do need to win at least one more game. Yeah. They had, they had, know, they home, had a chance home, to get a draw today and they missed a penalty at the end, didn't they, Good against uh, Millwall? Oh, yeah, uh, Smith Smith's, uh, had his I mean, penalty save. Our last three home games are against Luton, Forest. And Brentford, based yeah, on the current form, they'll all beat us. No, probably we'll beat will. Brentford on the last day of the season. <laughs> last day of the season. All right, look, we're not going to do. We're not going to do marks because you know there's people sort of saying the forwards don't get the, the the don't get the ball, they don't get the service, and then people are saying, well, you know, Callas played okay, and Mariapa, other than his, uh, yeah, it, yeah. If you look at them as individuals, you know, there's some. They're okay, but as a unit, they just don't gel. So let's just go through the players that we in the starting lineup that we would want to see here next season, or we're likely to see here next season. And I'll start with um, Dan Dan Bentley. 
do we think he'll be lining up for us on the 5th of August whenever the season starts? Because I think probably not, because I think he's going to have to go to raise some money. Um, uh, Ian, Bence here, yes or no? Yes. You think he'll be here? All right, let's, let's keep it simple like that. Next one, uh, um, Mark Hunt. He's gone, right? He's out the door, isn't he? Yeah, he's out of contract and he's out of club. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not going to take us anywhere, is he? Sorry, Jack. Off. You're out. Jack's gone. Um, Rob, Mariapa, he's done okay. He's 30. Is he a year younger than Simpson? Um, would we give him a year's contract? What, Paul Simpson? Gary <laughs> Simpson. Oh, sorry. Rob. Yeah. Rob, Mariapa, would you give him a year's contract or persevere with some of the youngsters that we've got, like a Towler a, who could play on a left of Callis? Your thoughts on Mariapa? Goodbye. Yeah, I, I keep I keep him. Whether we get a new centre back in, or I, I don't know what they're going to do in the summer. I think we're quite clueless because you just don't know what's going to happen. But I think Mariapa's got a lot of experience. He hasn't been bad. He hasn't been awful. He was terrible at left back, but that's because he's been playing somewhere where he wants him to play. But I thought he's been all right. He hasn't been too bad. Um, but I would keep him another year. You a, might, you might keep him on. All right, okay. Yeah. Well, Callas, we know is going to be here. I don't think anybody's going to buy him because um, he's been okay. I mean, we talk about having one of the best goalkeepers, and we got a really good defender in Callas. Yeah, I think it's only Wickham have conceded more goals than us. Uh, Ian, what's the situation with Tommy Rowe? Is he out of contract or is he? What's yeah. the situation? You see, when we got rid of. One of the players released Vince Harper, and we got Cameron Pring and very and Jada Silver. Mm-hmm. Tommy Rowe is a good bloke if you're a top league one side or you have no ambitions in the championship. So why would we keep him? Well, if you had an unlimited amount of money to spend, then um, you probably wouldn't. But what you've got to look at is. Where is it important for us to strengthen? And one of the places we've got to strengthen it is up front because Fam's going. So you've lost a 5.3 million pound striker. So he's gone. Now you can criticize Fam as much as you like, and I do as much as anybody, but he's probably good for somewhere between 13 and 15 goals a season. Mm. No one else is, unless you can get the service to Naki Wells, and we're not clever enough in midfield to do that. So basically, I wouldn't. There's 14 players now. Well, let's because... go. We're going through the individuals, right? So let's come back to Rowe. Yeah, mm-hmm. is he gonna? You you give him another. You give him another what two year contract with a one year option type of thing? Yeah, and no, I, no, absolutely not. I I might give him another year. I might. He's he. Tommy Rowe's a might. All right. I might um, might give him another year. You're, you're a bit. You're a bit of a might about him, uh, Rob. Tommy Rowe, good squad player, but not one to take us to the next level. And we've got, I'd sooner see youngsters developed if we're just going to meander around. What, what do you say to that, Rob? Yeah, I think um, if Prane comes in, it'd be interesting to see what he's like. Well, I haven't really kept track of him, but a lot of people have been saying some good things about him. So it'd be interesting, interesting to see him. But I could see Tommy as maybe staying as, as a second choice left back, but hopefully... The silver can sort his injuries out, or we can sort his injuries out, and um, they'll be back. But yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark, Tommy Rowe, give him a year. It's not, it's yeah, maybe on. I mean, it'd be, it'd be on reduced terms, I, I, I would imagine. Um, yeah. you know, it, it might take an offer you can refuse, but you know, he's going to find it difficult to get another club in the championship unless it's some. What's he? What's he going to add? What is he now? Thirty-one, thirty-two. That's what I mean. You know, I'd sooner see if we're going to have next season a consolidation while Nigel or whoever rebuilds. Then I'd sooner see Cameron Pring alternate with Jay De Silva, and I think there's another player in there somewhere as well. In there, is it Nurse? Is he a fullback as yeah, well? Yeah, George Nurse. And I there thought I thought, I thought Nurse was Nurse was a, a, yeah. should be available now. I thought he was getting. He is available. He is. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he, he's available. I mean, Jada Silva's a worry because of these, uh, you know, fractured shins. Hopefully, and you know, they can they can sort that out. And I think he's been back in the uh, training. He's with the he's probably in the HPC this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's back in training, but he's only since he's yeah, been he with be the club. Up, yeah. he, he's averaged fourteen one four games a season. Now, that's you know, I, I'd be very worried going into the season with him as my first choice left wing back. 
Yeah, he's yeah. only going to play one in three I'd, games. I'd be thinking, important. blimey, we need we need some cover for that kid because he's, he's another one. George Nurse and Riley Towler played there. Uh, you know, you've got depth there, haven't you? Well, he's no, you can't say you can't say it's depth, Dave, because Riley Towler can well, just experience. Bag. But you know, we're trying to contain the yeah. wage bill. We're trying to contain the wage bill. That's the key thing. I mean, I imagine they look at on the youngsters, wouldn't they? Or, yeah, or, Cookie or said on here the only reason you keep Rowe is for his versatility, which is true. But if they're thinking he's a left back, you'd like to think we can do better, and we already have better with Cameron Pring, etc. As we've just said, uh, Tommy Rowe can play multiple positions well enough off the bench. Yeah, that's one reason for keeping him. Okay, just going through this starting lineup, Masengo, he's showing the promise. He's absolutely here. Do we think a quick yes or no from each of you? Masengo, somebody going to come from him if he carries on over the last seven games putting in performances? Cheeky bid from a Premier League club. Yes or no, Rob, on Masengo? I don't think so. No. Ian, quick yes or no on Masengo, leaving somebody come for him? No. And Mark, I guess you're going to say no as well, yeah? No, but the good, promising signs for the future for from him. I think, yeah. you know, he's, look, he's looking good. I, I Now, Angela who was playing as a holding midfield player. Uh, what a waste of a signing that is. Yeah. I mean, I put the fact that maybe he done well in training as a certain old manager of ours used to say, who's now in the top two, if I'm correct, uh, of a different division, admittedly. But Angela, I think, was a waste of money. I did put on Twitter that is his inclusion from the starting lineup the sign that maybe he could be considered for a full-time contract next season and a renaissance of his career. But after today, he's shit. He's going. Never to be seen. He's a bit old for a ball boy, David. Could be, maybe. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Semenyo, right. um, Good performance. One of the good performers. Um, Again, yes, no. Ian, will he be here at the start of the season or will people realise that he can't score? He's got to get in the last... Well, if you... Goals, then they might. What do you think? Well, the, the point is... Let me let me say this, and I don't have to say it again. Then, if a substantial bid comes in for any of our players, they'll yeah. be gone. Now, and the, the judge of what is substantial is Stephen Lansdale, right? Nothing to do, nothing to do with anybody else, um, because it's become very popular with some people. I heard somebody today blaming Mark Ashton for sacking Lee Johnson and Dean Olden, like Steve Lansdale had nothing to do with it, and then in the same breath, says that, oh, but Steve Lansdowne appointed Nigel Pearson, because that's very convenient, but it's absolutely and completely inaccurate. So so let's just clear that up. If a substantial bid comes in, um, anybody in our squad will be gone. But I think all we can say is, would you like the player here for next season, barring that really, you know, barring a big sell? And with Semenyo, definitely, because I think he's got promise. Yeah, but you don't think you don't think somebody's going to come in for him. Well, like, I mean, I mean, somebody might come in, but it might be like, I mean, didn't Chelsea try and buy him at one time? Yeah, they tried, million, they, didn't they, for about a million pounds. But then so, they'd loan him out. He's the sort of player, though, that they'd loan out because allegedly we bought we bought Masengo well, when Chelsea had that transfer embargo, didn't they? Yeah, didn't that was mooted? No, no, that's a Dave. That's a, another urban myth. That is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean, look, what they might do is somebody might buy him and loan him back to us for a season. That that is a might happen, which might suit everybody because we need. We're like every club in the EFL. We we need cash. We're not as desperate as some, but only because we got Steve Lansdowne. And you don't know what, you know, perhaps we can have a discussion on who might, you know, will they pause financial fair play to allow people with a lot of money to bankroll their team? Because we can't be the only club in the EFL that's going to absolutely lose a, a fortune in comparative terms. This season, yeah. thirty yeah. million estimated loss, isn't it? Well, we've well, we, yeah. said that. Let's, so just you know, off, you know, let's just try and finish off these. Uh, uh, yeah, the players. Semenyo, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, if think- the problem is who's going to buy him. He's got the problem is. I mean, look today, no, no end product crossing. Yeah, exactly. He gets in great positions. He can beat players if he can. You know, can play players in. He's got frightening pace. He can. He can. 
phys- physically he's he's there and and he you know he's, he's got some assists this season. If only he could finish without you know he can finish with his backside. We know that, but how many times can you block a goalkeeper's kit? But he's he's got so much going for him if he can hone that. And, and sort out his uh, his shooting. He could be really yeah. be some player, um, but I've, unless, like Ian said, unless we get a big bid for him, and I don't think anybody's going to take that chance. I mean, supposedly Man City got Guardiola said, "I don't. We can afford to buy a striker next season when we let Aguero go." And you're thinking, Manchester if City, if they can't problem. afford anybody, yeah. there must be something wrong. <laughs> no, if they've got if they've got problems, um, Palmer's here. Um, um, Rob uh, Naki Wells, you know, he's never looked happy here. And he had his favoured position. Do you think he will be our lead striker next season? Or do you think he might go? Do you think he's unhappy? What do you think? I think he'll stay. Um, and he might go the season after. I mean, sometimes this season it's been, he's been effortless, not even doing anything. Um, but I think he'll stay. I, th- I think he'll stay for another season. And if it's still the same like this, like this season, it'll just go probably. Because he's getting older as well. Yeah, so we want one more payday, and you know he's up, he's thirty two next birthday, I think, or uh, I think he probably he played, he played his best football alongside Chris Martin at the start of the season. You know when yeah. he was there, you know the, the the crosses were coming, and Martin was cushioning the ball back for Wells, and and he's good at good at finding space, dropping off and finding space. But he seems to have lost his touch. But I mean, a, a bit, and really, that it's that he's not he's not getting he's not getting the service. But I think he's, he's, his first touch has, has been poor as well. Yeah. He certainly lost his confidence. But he's never looked happy. I think he no. just looks like that permanently. He's just, got, he's just one of those intense players, you know? Yeah. I mean, the worrying thing is, if you look at that starting lineup that's there, we've got three players that are, are definite. And we said that before I went down this route. Yeah, Bents, Callas and Masengo. And in Bents and Callas, we've got two people in the spine of the team and other people have picked up and said it's a good point, in the spine of the team, that has conceded loads of goals. And then in Masengo, in Masengo, who is playing well at the moment, but we've got a midfielder with no goals and, or no goals nor assists. That is worrying. And that's what we were saying earlier about, you know, there's some good individual players, but the jigsaw, it might be out of three different boxes, which again comes back to recruitment. But uh, I think Mark Ashton's your mate at the moment, Ian. So we're not going to use this to criticise him. <laughs> well, I am going to ask you, uh, Ian, um, a couple of players that were on the bench today. Um, Backinson, he didn't do himself any favours when he came on. He was invisible, wasn't he? Yeah, would you? Well, I, I think you've got. I think everybody was absolutely confused with what he was meant to do. I know I was, and, and I'd like to think I'm, I'm pretty tactically cute and can see what's happening. But when he's played before, he's more or less played in the middle, in front of the back four, pick the ball up off the back four, and try to pass it forward. That's, I think, that's what he is, and I think Pearson sees him as something potentially different. I actually think he's a decent player but like a lot of the younger players he wouldn't have played as much this season if it weren't like emergency board 10 at our club um, and, and I think he'd have gone out on loan and done better having a season playing every week in League One at a lower standard where he'd have a bit more time and get a bit better so but I, I no I, I, I don't really I, I don't see him going but I could see potentially him going out on loan next season how old is he next birthday? Backinson. He's got to be 23, 24. No, I think he's... No, he's still in the under-23 squad, isn't he? Yeah, sorry. I think, he, I, think, I, think he's 20, I think he might be 21 next birthday, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mark, he, let me ask you about Zach Viner. He came on today, a short appearance. Um, is his best position right back, centre back, holding midfielder? Where would you play? And he's here next season. He is under contract, but... Where would you where would you play him? I think he's got he's he's got to find a permanent position because that I think the problem is if you're you're a utility player you're more likely to be on the bench because you're just brought on to fill it to fill in holes. But I think mm-hmm. right centre back is his is his best position. But I just think he he's he's been found wanting there in games. He looked to have a bit of a renaissance when he played central midfield, um, especially against Swansea. Where he was, yeah. uh, I think he set up the equaliser for uh, you know where he, he took advantage of a hesitant defender and crossed it for for Wells, uh, you know to tuck away to tuck away the equaliser. 
Yeah, but he's got he's got to call the position his own because you know utility player just means that you know you you're just filling the gaps. Tyree Backington is twenty. He's uh, he's twenty two. Tenth uh, of October ninety eight. So he's twenty three this year. Tyreek Jamal Adesina Oliveira Backington. All oh, right. Okay. Last yeah, time nice. I heard the name was Tariq. I just crashed through six seasons of power over the last uh, few weeks. Don't know whether anybody ever watched that series on Netflix. Um, Rob, we talked about it just before we went live. Danny Simpson, no relation to Paul. Um, I felt <laughs> for all the hassle of bringing him, for all the hassle of bringing him to the club and la la la, that's been well documented. I could see him being a member, maybe if they're trying to contain costs and what have you, I could see, because he knows Pearson as well, I could see him maybe being a member of the coaching team or a player coach. Um, Do you think there's a long-term future for Danny Simpson? And like me, weren't you surprised that when he did bring him on, he played him on the opposite side to where he normally plays? So your thoughts on Simpson? I mean, I I was praying that he was going to be brought brought on for Jack Hunt because it was painful to watch but I think he might turn coaching because he did mention as well in his uh, in his interview about uh, speaking to the younger lads and trying to help them out and stuff and it really seems like it's something that we'll, that we'll go into definitely um, yes. it seems like a good guy I know he's got his uh, his past and all that but he's got a point to prove to everyone and yeah. hopefully he'll, he'll do a, a good job for us he might give us something I didn't realise he'd taken three clubs out of the championship in his uh, and the right way in his uh, previous <laughs> in his previous career but then so had Gary Neal Gary O'Neill and we all know what a success that move uh, proved to be Ian you're a bit of a fan of uh, Marley Watkins and he's out of contract we talk about utility players and we've said well that's the rationale for keeping Tommy Rowe but Marley Watkins yeah he's out of contract he's he's got a physical Physical presence. He is a utility player. Do you think he could be somebody that maybe sneaks in with a contract? And we all know that when we signed him, somebody thought we were getting Ollie. We got Marley. But do you think he might be here next season? Well, first of all, I'm not a fan. Secondly, he's another one. He's another one that's never fit. So right. my answer to that would be a resounding no. Adios. All right. Okay, let's look at some uh, other uh, bits and pieces coming out of the game today. Who heard the comment from uh, Chris Martin that um, him and Andreas Weiman were called back from their slumbers while they were recovering to uh, view a game of Stoke and take part in the preparation, the coaching preparation for today's match? Maybe that's why we played so shit. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Do you, you heard that. Yeah, yeah. Mark, what yeah. do you think of that? Do you think some of these senior pros are here in contract, they might double up and use them and try and ease the burden or ease something on the wage bill. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, take into that. I mean, it might just be that, I mean, that um, Pearson's just given him something to do uh, and, you know, bringing bring him back into the fold because they probably can't play for high intensity football in the HPC uh, right now that we <laughs> that we'd uh, that we'd all like but it seemed sensible but it obviously it didn't have any have any have any benefits and I don't know if Chris Martin would be available for any games at the end of the season I mean he he's played it no. I think Pearson no he won't I mean first thing first thing Pearson did I think when he went to Derby was I mean he loaned him out to Fulham so I mean he, he he, he he didn't play under uh, Pearson there, and he's not good. I mean, at thirty-two, he's probably in the in the, in the, in the uh, sunset of his career. So, how much longer has he got? He's under contract, but he won't yeah. be he won't be first choice striker. But we probably like uh, again. I'd say with Backinson played played he played his best football when we, you know when when we in those first few games of the season when we had the energy of, of Vyman and, and Patterson yeah. as the two number eights with with Backinson as the as a holding yeah. midfield player. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go through the uh, out of contract players because there's some of them and the only one maybe that we really would like is is Liam Walsh and Liam next season a midfield of Liam Walsh, Masengo and Joe Williams, you know, that on paper it looks good, and that's what Dean Holden would have had had it not been for injuries. Um, I mean, Mark, uh, so Ian, it, it, if you look at those three, right, if that's a starting midfield, nobody would have any complaints about that, but is that a yeah. midfield that's good enough to take us up 
to the next level. Who who were your three midfielders? Williams, the Walsh, three, and who else? Williams, Walsh, Masenga. If you have a midfield three, and then you've got Palmer yeah. and O'Dowd uh, on the fringes. But if those three were here and we had no money, we'd think, well, it's not bad, is it? And we have got no money, unless somebody's going to find a money tree pretty damn quick. Well, it, it depends what they do with financial fair play. I mean, Steve Lansdowne said in his interview around uh, about the manager's time that there was headroom um, in the financial fair play area. Um, so I think I can't see a spade in big unless we sell big. So if we sold a player, I won't even name a player, but let's just say we raised £15 million by selling two players that are currently in the first-team squad, um, I think he'd allow that to be spent. And I think he's allowed to put in somewhere between, is it 6 to £10 million in terms of a cash injection? So you think that would be enough to fund what, Pearson's looking to do because don't forget you've got uh, Premier League loans like this season we took Sessignon and Mawson yeah. in um, and they've been I would say relatively successful when they played particularly Mawson um, but he, he's already gone so um, and, and and they both I mean Mawson got injured twice and that's a major problem that's why you wouldn't want to bring him back even though he's a very good player and Sessignon got injured once, so you wonder where he, whether he's up to the rigors of. Um, well, he's not going to come. He's not going to come back here, and his wages are too high anyway. And we, we've right. Look, we, we're going to spend the last ten minutes talking about Nigel. But before we do that, I've already asked Mark the question before we went live. It is a festive time of year, Easter and what have you. I, I'll ask Mark and uh, Rob while I'm just reading what Nigel Pearson. This is off the BBC website. Had to say after the game, but I'd like you to think of one, maximum two, <clears throat> Good Friday games in your history of watching. Bristol City. So Mark's already had the question. I asked him that, I say earlier. But Rob and Ian, think of one or two Good Friday games that stick in the memory. I had two, which we'll come on to that in a bit. But uh, I'm just going to read now what, what the manager said. And Alan Payne did say on one of the Twitter and one of the tweets on here, is Nigel Pearson the manager we think he is? Um, and this is what he had to say. There's no hiding the fact that our performance was not the level we're looking for. I want to see a more collective, stronger performance in terms of physicality and in terms of our ability to deal with setbacks. There were some good individual performances. I thought Hanno in particular was excellent. If we had more players who showed this sort of personal drive to make things happen in a game, we'd be better off. The reality is our home form is exceptionally poor and we need to rectify that. If players don't want to be part of the journey going forward, there will be people missing out. Okay, so Mark, come to you first on that. Um, every manager has a honeymoon period and you expect to bounce and he's walked into a shitstorm with injuries and everything. But never mind him signing permanently, is, is you know, at the end of this trial period, because it's a trial on both sides, let's say we only from the seven, next seven games manage to muster only another six points, might the powers that be think, well, he's not all that, is he? What do you think, Mark? You know, is, 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 are the, is it far too early to be asking questions? As some people are. We're not asking the question. I'm just picking up on some of the threads and what a couple of people have said on the twentyman. Mark, I, th- I think psychologically there, there, there's there's a problem hurdle that need to get over with with the players. The away performances. I think we have shown the physicality and the strength to, to you know to win games. Swansea, we we were a little bit lucky because we were outplayed in the first half and they could have scored three or four. But against Middlesbrough and Birmingham. And we competed very well at Blackburn as well. Didn't create, I looked at, I've already created anything, but in terms of a well-drilled, you, you know, t- t- team defending as a unit, that, that was, was a good display. It's at home. Um, and, you know, it's the same for both sides. There are, no, there are no crowds, and I think that's helped us a lot with some of the younger players because there haven't been crowds. But I think it's a psychological thing uh, with City. But I think it would it would really help to ease the supporters 
minds as, as well as help the club if they made a decision sooner rather than later, especially with season tickets going on sale a week on Monday. It just seems like a crazy situation. Yeah. You can't wait till the end of the, the season with a, with the huge loss on the horizon. And probably, I would imagine, season ticket sales are going to take a hit. There's no early build on personally. Well, we talk about. They say there's a, yeah. price, a price freeze, but really it's a, a price it, hike. It'd be cost. You, there's, no no, there's no I'd, early bird discount. There's no early bird discount. I'd put that on uh, another so, thread as well. But Appointing now. I'd appoint Nigel Pearson now. You'd appoint him now. He's, so you've he's got a man no, to take us fours. Yeah. No, I've got no qualms. It's going to be right. a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, they, had two but... weeks, they had two weeks to prepare the side. Admittedly, it was a weakened side. Two weeks to prepare the side. And that was as shambolic, lacklustre performance as we've seen from any of the last three <laughs> previous two managers, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's got the credit he's got is they aren't his players. I know it's easy to say. I think the problem is we got is you look at the home form and the away form. He's lost every home game, uh, and the away but the away the away form has been exemplary. We've won three out. Of, we've won three That's out true. of four. We lost. So I think so he's maybe got, the first he's, time we let some, back, in, first time we let back into Ashton Gate, we should do a pitch invasion and get the ground closed. Well, get them probably... drive, get them to get them to get the, get the them to drive to the, the team the team round 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 round. Well, they even Ashton played in white shirts times. today, didn't they? Yeah, which yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought like this. No, it wasn't it wasn't good. Um, Rob, um, we don't want to say uh, somebody's picked up on here. You know, we're mad, sort of looking at uh, questioning Nigel, <laughs> and we're not questioning, but. You just got to look at some of the threads now. You know that it's not like Joseph and the amazing. No, that's not Joseph. The coat of many. Oh, whatever. Do you do you think that this is a taking stock period for Nigel, and we should not be concerned, Rob? I don't think we should be concerned. I think we'll be all right. Um, hopefully, I'll sort these players out because I think we've got enough old players to run a bowls club at the moment, pretty much. Um, but honestly. I think there's nothing to worry about. I hope they'll do it soon because, like like you've been saying, with the season tickets and stuff, something's got to happen because that's going to make a huge difference with their with their budget and their money as well, the club and everything. So, yeah, fingers crossed. I hope he's the man. I still think he's the man. I really do think yeah. he's the man. But what about, what about you, Ian? You know, there's the people who love to criticise and we're usually accused of doing that on here some of the time. But there's rumblings that are there. What, what, what are your thoughts on the man? Would you have expected us to have some identity and some pattern? You talked about Tyreek coming on and he was confused. Everybody's confused as to where he was playing. Yeah. You know, he's got the jigsaw there. He doesn't seem to have pieced it together in a more effective way than what was being done previously. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think he's he's put it together effectively. Things are still um, things are still going on. Uh, players being played out of position. Wells going wide. Striker goes off. Midfield player comes on. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not. Um, I'm not convinced. I've got to be honest. Uh, I'm. Am I against him getting the job? No, because I don't know who else would be available. Um, but and and that's what it depends on. It's all right saying, well, we want this manager, we want that manager, we want the other manager. But they've got to want to come, and we've got to be able to employ them. So I would hope, given his experience, um, that he would be able to look at what is required to get out of that division and get it for us. Yeah, and he should um, have his plan. He should have his plan now. He's been here long enough to say, right, this well, is I, mean, I don't want. think you could I mean, you know, you've had an international weekend, you've got all these injuries. I think the first thing he's got to do is sit down with Mark Ashton and sort out the um, not only the players he wants but the backroom staff and the ability to keep them fit because there's no way you can justify the amount of injuries that, that we've got in this team. That, that it's just, you know, look, look at Zach Bell. Zach Bell is, has joined the team. Sam Bell. Um, he's, Sam, Bell. He, so, Sam Bell, sorry. He's been on the bench um, and... He's hardly played any football because of that, because he hasn't been able to turn out as much for the under-23s. 
and he plays 15 minutes a day and he does his hamstring. Yeah. So, so that's conditioning, and that is yeah. conditioning. That's never well, we can't, we, we don't seem to be able to keep anybody fit when, when players come back from being injured. Walsh is, you know, today, classic example, Walsh. Another classic example, Odagda. They come back, they go again. Patterson. Yeah. So, Patterson, Patterson yeah. exactly the same. Oh, we don't yeah. need an op. He's fine. We're just treating him. Oh, he needs an op. So he has the op. He comes back, breaks down again. Yeah. But we probably won't see Patterson in a city shirt again. So he's got to get all those things sorted out because otherwise you keep bringing in player after yeah. player so after player and you'll be paying him sitting in the stand. Yeah, we all thought that this he'd be signed by now because he's had a, a quarter of a season to prepare for next season, yeah? So if we screw it up and we don't get him, right, we really are going to be up shit creek come 1st of July or whenever it is. Okay, um, let's go on to these um, Easter uh, memories, Easter memories. I'll start. Before I do that, a couple of things. We'll be back on uh, Monday after the Coventry game. God, let's hope we get something a bit better than what was served up today. And uh, there was a little taster uh, thing I ran on uh, Twitter. I spent an hour uh, yesterday, just over the hour, with one of our former managers, Danny Wilson. Yeah, 46% win rate here. He was dumped by Steve Lansdowne. You'll hear him tell the circumstances of uh, his departure. We talk about all sorts of things. I didn't ask about the drinking culture that many thought existed here at the time, but we went through every season. We also talked about his career um, outside of uh, Bristol City. I mean, he managed uh, both Sheffield clubs, played for uh, Wednesday uh, and, and managed them. Uh, really enjoyable chat. So that's going to be up on uh, on the uh, Podbean app from uh, midday uh, Tomorrow, albeit, well, it should be. I programmed it to go up there. Right, Easter memories to finish for me. My one, and the first two that came to mind, and they're a bloody long time ago. So anybody who is listening who's over the age of 50 would have to be over the age of 50 to remember these because one was 1970-71 season. It was a Good Friday game. City were, so it was April 71. I know Good Friday varies each year by year, but uh, so not the date, the actual day, Good Friday. And we were home to Luton Town. Alan Dix was a manager at the time. He'd signed in the transfer window. Who remembers these two? Les Wilson, a Canadian player. I think we got him from Wolves. And Brian And Brian Hill. Yeah, I remember Brian that Hill. game, Dave. All right. yeah. And we were 2 0 down at home to Luton who had a young up-and-coming forward in their lineup, Malcolm McDonald. Second half, I should have looked this up, we came back and we won 3-2. So I remember that one, yeah? The other one that I remember is only a few years after that. It was a lovely, sunny day. Went down to the Dell. City were hovering. They were in a very, very strong position. Went down to the Dell, stood behind the goal with all our fans. I think it was Donny Gillies that scored, and they won on the day, 1-0 at the Dell. On the Saturday, because in those days, they used to play Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, or Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Three games in five days. No recovery period there. On the Saturday, they lost at home to promotion rivals Norwich. And then on the, Mon on the Tuesday, I think they only got a draw against the gas. And that scuppered their promotion chances a year before they actually went up. And this is before my time, but people tell me that 65-66, two games against Man City over Easter or two games over Easter against Man City cost City similarly. So, you know, critical time for City, 70-71, two points to keep them clear of relegation, 74-75, one on the day, but failed in the other Easter games and that cost them promotion. I'll come to you next, Mark, because you've had the longest to think briefly. Two... Um, or one, no more than two Good Friday games that you can remember? Well, the one that stands out for me was a trip to Adams Park. Uh, and it was, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was good. I think it was Good, good Friday, 1998. And we, uh, yeah, we played Wickham Wanderers. Uh, Colin Cram scored, scored a goal just before half time, uh, and they equalised early in the second half. And then with six minutes to go, I think the ball, ball was crossed into the area and it bounced off the pitch and Cram followed it in. And, 
you know, City were, were nearing uh, promotion uh, back to the championship, you know, to the, back, back to what was Division One then. We only lasted the season after some uh, bad investments and a failure to, to get, we got Julian Watt as a centre-back, I think. Oh, and, uh, don't go there. And of course, Sean Dice, Sean Dice, who was... Uh, he was injured. He was injured all the time. He was injured all the time, wasn't he? Is, is he sure. remember? Certainly not somebody we'd remember fondly. Rob, your uh, Easter memory, if you've uh, got one. I'm not quite sure what generation you're from. You look quite a young guy compared to all of us on here. <laughs> I was going to say, you said unless that picture's twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, I, oh gosh! Well, when you said seventy-one, I thought that's that's seventy. That's probably your dad's born. age. You're probably your dad could remember that or something like that but uh, yeah. what's your easter memory rob <laughs> my, well my dad was born in 71 so he, he might not remember that <laughs> but um... your dad was born in 71 <laughs> right i think the tea's ready yeah but yeah oh it's terrible you asking me because i i've got a really bad memory but the one i remember the most was today honestly because because it was so some... shit <laughs> <laughs> honestly i can't really remember any others if i'm honest okay um, so it's a bad idea asking oh, me, but yeah. I will ask you, but you've done. I uh, just got to say now, Rob, you've been a great contributor today. It's been really Thank good you. having you on. Finally, Ian, because I know your memory will go back, and that's why I came to you last because you had to go back as far as I did, and I didn't even have time to check in the book. But one or two Easter, Good Friday, not Easter Monday. We'll do some Easter Monday memories uh, on Monday. But uh, Ian, Good Friday memories from you. Well, I, I, uh, if you want to mention the game, I have had no idea. But that game against Coventry, uh, where we got uh, Les Wilson in, I think from Wolves, and Brian Hill from Coventry on loan yeah. to turn our, our season. And that was when you signed loan players and they made a real difference. <laughs> um, the thing I remember most from that game, it was absolutely belting down with rain. I was in the enclosure by the players' tunnel. And Les Wilson lost his rag with one of our players, grabbed him by the scruff of his shirt, lifted him up in the air, physically picked him up off the ground and shook him like a rag doll. For five points, ladies and gentlemen, who was that Bristol City player that he shook? Oh, God. Give us, give us, a, give us, a, oh, God. Terry Jacobs? No. What year? Dave Merrington? Jerry Gow. Well, yeah, it was. It was Jerry, it, it was Jerry Gow. And Jerry Gow hadn't passed in the ball and done something. And all of a sudden was this maniac, long-haired Canadian bloke, come rushing over to Jerry Gow, grab him by the shirt, and he literally picked him off the floor vertically and shook him like a rag doll. And, and, put, and Gowie just went white. I don't think he knew what to do. Uh, but anyway, we, you're right. We went on to win the game and they played well for us. Hill was a central defender and Wilson was a, a I'll call it a ball-winning midfield player. Yeah. But um, I, I, quite, I, quite, I don't think we, we signed either of them long-term. No, we did We let them go. But, but they were both, you know, they were both tough guys. At the time, that's what we needed, you know. And, and well, look, to quote people like Joe Jordan, I don't respect... <laughs> I was going to say it's just gone seven o'clock. Tomo's reminded us that uh, one of the other podcasts, Three Peeps, they've got uh, Steve Lansdowne on there, so uh, maybe their impartiality's gone out the window because uh, I don't think well, Steve. They can thank. They can thank. They, are they going to thank his his wife, John John Lansdowne, the dog. Uh, at the HPC Centre and the treatment room while they're, while they're on it. Well, I don't think he come. I don't think he come on here because we're a little bit too, you know. We're we're um yeah we got we got we're a bit like that new TV station that's coming GB News, isn't it? You know, we say stuff that uh, you know is a little bit. Oh, he'd be he'd be watching that, won't you, Ian? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I'll, in, I'll enjoy that. That like I enjoy the toothache. You must be joking. Like, that's apparently that's Kate, a bit. Kate, Kate, Kate Birdie might be signed up for that. There's every reason not to, not to watch it. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, but uh, she'll be back on Sky as soon as she's out of Naughty Girl School. She'll be back on. No, Sky. no, she's, she's leaving. She's leaving. Oh, is that after her? Is that after her period of reflection? Yeah, what, you, I don't, what, I don't what you do these days? If, no, if anything goes wrong, if you do anything wrong, or let's put it this way, the cancel culture people tell you you've said something wrong, or find some, you know, a tweet that you sent fifteen years ago, or something you did when you were twelve. Um, then you have to come out, apologise for it, even if you've forgotten it, 
and then you go away for a period of reflection. Um, so you're sorry that you called the Pope a Protestant because it upset. Yeah, no, you happened. just you just go away for a, a period of reflection and to review your beliefs. But we're going to work very, but we're going to work very hard while we do that as well. But Kate Birdie hasn't got <laughs> reflection, so she'll be all right. Right, yeah, guys, there you Phil, go. I want to go and get my second. I, I just before we came on, it was a high point of the afternoon. Mal made me a. She did some. Uh, what was it scones? And we had scones, cream, scones, scones, scones cream, <laughs> strawberry jam, and real strawberries. And it was ace. And I'm going to make a pig of myself. And in about two hours' time, I'll have another one. But okay, we'll so, be back. So- David, but you see, you can say at the end of the season, and to commemorate City's, City's f ups this season, Mel's made me because uh, because Nigel's left. Mel's made a special Pearson scone. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, yeah, all right, um, guys. Great, thanks, for, thanks, thanks everybody for listening. It's been a crack as always, and um, we'll. Um, uh, Speak again on Monday. Have a good evening. And remember, and remember, kids, and wherever you're listening, don't have nightmares. Don't have nightmares. <laughs> don't have too many eggs. Bye, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye. Stay safe, everyone. Good Cheers. Night. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.